We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to episode 461 of the Barcelona Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Dan Hilton, and sorry, yeah, the real podcast is tomorrow. This is just a little bonus show with the five headlines audio, because I do want to apologize, mainly for those who watch the videos, but also for those who are waiting for those five headlines. I had a fun broadcast I did last night in another sport, and that meant that I didn't get to watch the game until around midnight, didn't get even filmed until 2 a.m., and that meant that I didn't get to finish editing until sometime this morning, so... Anyway, this is almost an apology or a thank you, but first, I just want to give a few notes before we get to those five headlines audio, and for those, again, who already watched the video, this is just an extra little bonus thing for you. Because it was an all-around just fantastic day for FC Barcelona, not just the men, and usually it is the women, and they also had a pretty good day claiming the league title after beating Sporting de Java 3-0 at the Estadi Johan Cruyff, again happening yesterday, meaning they had a 100% record in their league competition. Just absolutely incredible. 26 wins from 26 matches, only five conceded goals and scoring 108. It just simply incredible. A domestic title with a 10 point advantage over Real Madrid. I feel like the spot at the Barca Museum with the Femini, I mean, yes, their history basically has been written in the last I mean, 10 years, but arguably the last four to five years where the trophies really started pouring in the way they have. And even when I went back to the museum in 2017, when, yeah, there was a section for them, I, in theory, call it a room, a little attraction, an event place. But now it feels like they're going to have to open up a whole new wing for them. Because now, again, that league title is their fourth in a row and the eighth total in their history. They also have 61 straight wins in a row in the Liga, which is absolutely insane. And they did all this with three games left to go. It's just absolutely superb. Defensively, went 957 minutes without conceding a goal this season, and they are just five minutes away from a total record of 962. And there is certainly a world, of course, where they hit over 1,000 minutes without conceding a goal in the league. I think a lot of those numbers, very much like Messi through the years, a lot of those numbers that I throw at you are completely incomprehensible, and that is certainly the case with the Barca Femini. And as I always say with them and Alexi Puteas, there is something inevitable about them, and that inevitability does stay in Spain, and due to some of the recent Champions League final results, doesn't feel necessarily inevitable in Europe, which it shouldn't. Europe is the best of the best, but in Spain, they are simply, as I always say about the feminine, inevitable. 
And then the other thing, of course, I talked about Lamine Yamal in this five headlines. Of course, I'll talk about him on the podcast. But I want to give the exact quotes of what was the debut for Lamine Yamal, the youngest in NFC Barcelona history, especially in the Liga. Five years, nine months, 16 days. Yeah, the youngest player ever to play for the team in the Liga. And yeah, that's not overall, overall. Well, maybe I'll try to get into some of the history tomorrow or later on. I bet Lamine Yamal will give me time <laughs> to get into all that. But here are some of the quotes that he had yesterday after the match, saying, it was so many emotions at the same time. When I went on to the pitch, it was amazing to see the Spotify camp know, but I gradually got over the nerves and tried to feel as comfortable as possible. My teammates helped me a lot too, and I'm grateful to them. I'm very happy to have broken the record, but I want to break a lot more. And then this morning, after the training session, he was obviously interviewed again, saying, Xavi told me to use my first step just to get confidence if I could, just go out and do what I do normally. That's what I try to do. My teammates said the same kind of things, and when it was over, they congratulated me. I dedicate this to my family, friends, and everyone who's been there for me since the start. Saying, I also feel more comfortable playing on the right wing. Over the final quarter, I'm creative and quite skillful. So really interesting that Xavi actually put him on the left side there in his debut. I did expect that he'd come on on the right. <laughs> but I guess putting Dembele on the right just to get him back out there. Then Ansu Fati was the one who tucked in underneath Lewandowski. Which, as I say in the five headlines, it all works. Because Barcelona were playing against nine men at that point. Because Joaquin had gone down injured. And again, it was nine against 11. Giving Luminium all basically no one to technically be marking him at times especially on those corners where it is very man-to-man. So the ball goes out on the goal line, corner kick, and then he just was wide open just outside the box on a number of occasions and almost did something special with. Really excited for him, of course. And it's this odd thing, too, about hyperbole, where I obviously have been talking about him for a few seasons now, even though he's just 15. He has been... I would argue the biggest name that I had heard at 11 or 12 years old, which is too young, as I always say to be talking about these kids. I don't really, you know, we'll say buy into the hype or see them as almost professionals until they turn 16, which is when they can sign the first professional contract and when they can be, in theory, a part of these teams. And we, at that point, as I always say, still should not expect too much of them until we know who they're going to be at 21-22. So as I said 100 times over, that Ansu Fati at 20 is still becoming the player he's going to be. Pedri, the same thing. Gavi, the same thing. Balde, very much, obviously, the same thing. And so Lamini Mall, I'm very excited about him as a 15-year-old prospect. Not for Barcelona's future or their first team or putting the weight of the world on his shoulders. But he's obviously, this is the reality of it, he's obviously way beyond every other 15-year-old that we have seen at FC Barcelona. I mean, and that's really what it is. Like, even Gavi, even Ansu, because they didn't make their debuts at 15. So he's beyond any other 15-year-old that we have ever seen playing in the Liga for FC Barcelona. And that, as a thing that Xavi has decided to do to put him on the field, you put trust in Xavi and his interno, that they're guiding him in the right ways. And of course, all the words he said afterwards were the right things. And you do kind of expect that any kid who's been in the academy since he was, what, eight years old or nine years old, however long Lamine Mall's been in there, that he's being taught the right things and the right ways to go about it. And I think for character, that's something out of the academy that not say was lost a little bit, but of course you have in the era of super agents, agents getting and whispering into ears and parents. I mean, we've already heard rumblings about Lamine Mall's parents, of course, his dad and his agent is Jorge Mendez. So he does have the world's predominant super agent in his corner, but you know, with Lamine Mall just being in training with Xavi and being told by his teammates. And I mean, even the way that Lewandowski talked to him after he missed that square ball when he decided to shoot instead of pass. I think Lewandowski talks to him. It kind of reminds me, I know it's another tangent, but it kind of reminds me of how they say that when you're supposed to talk to a baby, 
the people that talk to their children a little bit more like adults, not like with adult content, but that talk to them in complete sentences, those kids wind up being a little bit more articulate early on. So I feel like for Lewandowski and his other teammates, the quicker they treat him like a first-team player and say, hey, these are your responsibilities to be on that field as a first-team player, but also we understand you're just 15-year-old, you're kind of nervous, and of course he looked nervous in his first touch, but by his third or fourth touch, after he had that little one-two triangle, that classic Barcelona little triangle thing on that left side. He looked a lot more comfortable, and I'm excited to see what we see from him, and I'm not putting anything on his shoulders because everything, this is how I view the all, everything that he gives you beyond just getting on the field is more than he could be expected. He's actually playing with no expectations. I'm not putting any on him, and so everything he contributes is just bonus points. It's a cherry on top of everything. and something to be excited about and hopeful about for the future, so I'm not saying that he's going to be anything in the future, but I'm merely, with all these kids, enjoying what they are in the moments that they're on the field because it really is just an incredible, incredible story that I want to revel in that story instead of just downplaying this insane accomplishment because he will always be in the record books. Well, it might get beaten someday, but he will be in the record books for maybe another 101 years because that's how long it took to break the last FC Barcelona debut record that dated all the way back to 1922. So he might be in the record books for quite some time and we can go back and go, hey, I do remember that debut it may not have led to a monumental career but it was the first time that you saw for the first team this kid that made some history by being as good as he was at the age of 15 so I know it's a bit long-winded so I made sure I did that here instead of doing that whole thing tomorrow because I do want to actually talk about Betis the X's and O's and Christensen and the big picture stuff because as I said Lamini Mall is not yet in the big picture Will he even have a first-team spot and a first-team number next year? I really doubt it. So he's not really in the big picture that I want to talk about tomorrow, so I wanted to do all that today. And, of course, I'm going to let the guest, and we'll talk about him tomorrow, and I might repeat some stuff, but you get the point. So without further ado, here they are, the five headlines from Barcelona's 4-0 win over Real Betis. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you think of great duos, who do you think of? Jordan and Pippen or LeBron and Dwayne Wade. I mean, I talk about basketball a lot here on this podcast, but for the Barcelona version, there's Pique and Puyol or Pique and Mascherano or the easy example of Xavi and Iniesta. And as you can hear from my voice, the perfect teammates aren't just professional athletes. It's cold season. I guess the flu and cold medicine, perfect teammates as well. But in this case, when it comes to growing your business, that's you and Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
To be honest, I've been doing this show long enough, and as I mentioned, it's cold and flu season. You hear it in my voice, especially during the holiday season. So whenever it comes to this business, anything that I can set up and kind of have working in the background that I know and can trust is just plugging along without my attention. Those are the things that I really value at this point. So when my brain is foggy and all I can do is manage to turn on the microphone, talk to the guest, or just talk to myself and get out a piece of content, everything else, having that all automated or working in the background, that's been important to keeping me sane. And that's the thing about something like Shopify. What I do love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So no matter how big or small, how good of a month or how bad of a month, things are just the same working in the background. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs on every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tbpod, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash tbpod now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash tbpod. Hey everybody, I know this one is coming out a bit later than I like to get these out after matches, but for a game like this, I didn't want to miss the opportunity, and I guess it's better late than never. Because I wasn't going to skip one where I finally, and I mean finally, get to talk about goals after what felt like way too long. So let's get into it. The five headlines from Barcelona's 4-0 win over Real Betis. Headline one is things clicking early. There is something for Barcelona, at least usually in recent seasons, about playing Real Betis, where especially at home, Barcelona seems to want to play a certain way, and Real Betis seem to want to let them play that way. Of course, it probably didn't hurt that Xavi got to basically have his Gala 11, Sans Dembélé, who returned from injury in the second half. And unfortunately, Betis have been and will be for the remainder of the season without Nabil Fakir. But they were also missing a number of important players and even starters along that back line. And that's when they began the game with 11 v 11. And I think all that added up to Barcelona being able to play the way that Xavi wanted them to play. We even saw from the opening jump Lewandowski getting involved in the match early and Betis giving him a lot of space to drop in on the left side, creating those numerical overloads with Baldi and Gabi. And with the return of Busquets in the lineup, that also meant that Busquets and Pedri both shaded to the right so that Koundé could get farther forward, which in turn allowed Rafinha to curl inside on those runs that we'll get to in a second. I'll talk about the effects of all that later on, but the blanket statement I can use is that it's a reminder that even the best of Rafinha can only come when all the players that Xavi needs to prop up his system are available, which includes a healthy Pedri and Busquets. And there were a bunch of moments in that first half that reminded me of that fact. In the 21st minute, De Jong on a surging run forward, that we would not have seen him do against Ryavai Kano, who, by the way, got destroyed by Elche, that being the team that are at the bottom of the Liga table, for nothing at the same time that the Barcelona game was going on. Oddly enough, making history by beating and losing to the two teams in the table with the largest point variance in history. So that's a great job by, I guess, all three teams involved for the week's results, but what are you going to do? That's football. But oh yeah, De Jong, we'll talk about him. He doesn't make that run or several of the runs into the box that he made in the second half if he's a lone pivot and doesn't feel like he has the proper coverage behind. And like what has been the case with all of those pivot slash other controller next to a pivot performances that we see from De Jong sometimes in the same week. Like today, it's just food for thought at this point. I'm not sure what the answer is. And that's something we'll talk about on the podcast. Headline two is a perfect return. 
it cannot be understated how interesting it was to see Xavi's back line, which was with Andres Christensen back looking fully healthy, and comparing that with the Real Betis back line that looked like they had just met before the match. Xavi preferred for Abalde, Christensen, Araujo, and Kunde back together again after way too long, and that unit, it made it a perfect return for Christensen as he managed his first goal in a Barcelona uniform. It starts from a corner kick, bounces around for a while before finding its way out to Rafinha. Rafinha delivers that left-footed cross in, and Christensen was left wide open right in the middle. Christensen also using the attention that Araujo gets to serve as his shadow. But what made Christensen's performance so impressive wasn't necessarily the goal. Again, that was a cherry on top. But having him return just made this back line look so much stronger. In 1v1 matchups, Christensen adds a support to Araujo that he just doesn't get from Alonso. And having Kunde on the right side instead of in the center with Araujo means that you're not really losing anything at that right back spot either. And it also, as I said, Real Betis kind of played into their hands because I already mentioned Kunde was able to push farther forward with Busquets and Pedri supporting. That also meant that Araujo was able to hand the ball off to Busquets or De Young or Pedri in buildup and not have to be exposed in the ways that he was against Raya Varcano because you did see in the early going that Real Betis was testing Barcelona a bit with the ball at the back and building out of the back, and they quickly broke through that within the first five to eight minutes of the game. The issue with Barcelona, however, was the fact that they seemed to not be pressing as a unit very much today. And that's why this game got a bit wild in the middle there, because it seems like individuals were pressing more than the units, and were they marking zones, were they marking people? Fortunately for Barcelona, I think both these teams were kind of screwy in that regard today. And things got even screwier with headline three, which is flipped on its head by a red. Of course, this whole game can be summed up at least from the 33rd, 34th minute on by the second yellow that was handed out, that red card to Edgar Rodriguez. And it was a moment that changed the game, of course. You could see Joaquin before he came in the game going nuts about it, but it was the right call. It was clumsy by Edgar coming down on Pedri's foot, and it's tough. You can get ejected without a red card caliber tackle. Instead, it's a yellow card, and it was a yellow card on the first tackle and the second tackle, hence the double yellow. It feels unfair because it's still the first half of a close game, but that was a letter of the law and he should have been sent off. And as should be the case when you're at home in front of 90,000 people, that raid changed the entire complexion of the match, and in a good way. Barcelona was already focused on being vertical, almost to a fault when it was 11 v 11. Betis would have had their chances if the red doesn't come, but instead, only moments after the red, Barca score again. Immediately after a red, a team can be quite discombobulated, and that's exactly what Betis were. And good on Barcelona for exploiting that, and finally finding and picking out a weakness that the other team may have had, and we're showing you wide open. Because the very next attacking action by Barca, there was a lot more space on the wings for them. And a lot more space for Rafinha to come inside. Barcelona had a numerical overload on the right. Pedri and Gabi and Rafinha. Pedri pushed it to Gabi, who plays the nice through ball to Koundé, who is overlapping, as I've mentioned now, three times. Who does well to find Lewandowski, and he scores number 19 in the Liga by taking advantage of a back line with one less center back for at least the time being. It was gutsy for Pellegrini after that goal was scored not to immediately try to sub on while he didn't actually have any other center backs on the bench, but somebody, including the change that he made at halftime to try to stop some of the bleeding, but he didn't do that. He waited till half, which again, with the third goal, that meant that it was a little bit too late. Once it was 3-0, it really did feel like in the second half, like that game was over. And that third goal was scored just minutes after the second one. It's brilliant from Lewandowski on the sideline. He gets through two, Busquets in with too much time and space to pick out a pass, and Rafinha gets rewarded for his curling run in behind the back line, a run that I wish we saw Barca connect a bit more on. It was almost deemed offside, but after a long VAR check, 
They give the goal, and that means Rafinha got both a goal and an assist in the game and winds up getting both his goals and assist contributions to the double-digit marks in the Liga this season. Not too shabby. Again, I'm not saying this facetiously, but not too shabby for a player that has not played his best to still have double-digit goal and assist contributions. That's, again, pretty good for how poorly his first season at the Camp Nou has been. Headline four is a little shine for Joaquin and Ansu. Two different ends of the age spectrum. We'll get to the extremes of that with our fifth headline, of course. But in the case of Joaquin first, he was able to enter the game with, again, the game probably already over. But his team was able to find some footing there to start the second half, finally settling into a 4-3-2 to defend and try to play as narrow as possible, even forcing a 53rd-minute save by Ter Stegen, which he had to do well on, or else that game could have been a bit interesting 3-1 at that point, it would have been 10 men against 11. So who knows what would have happened with Betis getting a goal and maybe taking back a little momentum. But as has been the case with the Liga this season, Ter Stegen said absolutely not. And they moved on as the game again at that moment felt completely over. So the subs entering the game, again, the breath kind of being taken out of the game as well. And it was Joaquin who arrived from the Betis bench at the ripe old age of 41 and deserved the applause he got at the camp. No, I was just dipping my toe in the Liga back in 2000 when he made his debut. And boy, yeah, that does make me feel old. I saw a poll on Twitter about were you closer in age to Joaquin and Lamine Yamal. Of course, I'm quite a bit closer to Joaquin. Yet, it still felt like, man, this guy has been around a while. Does that, that means that I've been around at the same time too. But again, I was still a young player while Joaquin was already an adult enough to make a first team debut. So that tells you that, yeah, he's even got a few years on me. He's been a legend in the Liga. And it's a shame that he went to Valencia at all. When Ronald Koeman was in charge, I covered the fact that Joaquin and Ronald Koeman were as much of water and oil as you could possibly get, and that did not do anything good for either of those two men's career in the time that they overlapped and spent together. So good that Joaquin found his way after a trip at Malaga back to Betis, where he made two different sets of 200-plus appearances for Betis to start and end his career. So pretty storybook there for him. And Joaquin, I feel like he'll still be around the game for a while, but this certainly... I hope it's not the way he goes out going off with that injury, putting Real Batiste down to nine men for the remainder of that game. Fortunately for Barcelona, that meant that they were able to sub some guys out. I mean, Pedri also got to come out in the 73rd minute alongside Rafinha, but this time around didn't have to feel like he was getting yanked too early. So he makes way with the applause to Dembele, who gets an ovation for his return as well. So again, a lot of just good vibes at the Camp Nou on the day. But that also meant that Ansu Fati, who came on as a sub earlier, even more so against nine men when Joaquin left injured, he got to do a little bit of that, showcasing what he can do in space and when he's feeling confident. And it was much, much more space than he usually does have. And so I'm glad that we were able to see just a literal glimmer of hope from Ansu Fati. Of course, on that fourth goal too, being the architect of it, Ansu Fati, who actually made his debut against Real Betis, gets that goal, okay, who got that goal way back as a 16-year-old in 2019. Instead, he doesn't get another goal. He picks up a not actually counted assist, but yeah, for Kool Aid, we'll give him a little bit of an assist there on the old goal from Guido. He was lively in that game, and it was great to see. Is it possibly something to build on? I'm not so sure about that, but at least in that moment, in the moments for Real Betis in a 4 0 win, it was real positive signs for Ansu Fati. And headline five is teenage history. The substitute that, of course, has to get all the shine. The one that we have to talk about is the one that makes history, and that's Lamine Yamal coming on in the last 10 minutes or so to close out that game. And as I mentioned last week, I'll give you the history lesson again here. He's the youngest player ever to debut for Barca's first team, beating the record of Armand Martinez Saji, who was 15 years and 11 months when he debuted in 1922. 101 years that record stood. Again, 1922 is prior to La Liga being created, as La Liga was started in 1929. So of course... That goes without saying that Lamine Yamal is not only Barcelona's 
youngest debut ever in their first team history. Of course, in an official match because it redated La Liga. They had the Catalan Cup or the Catalan National Championship at the time. But obviously in La Liga, it is Barcelona's youngest debut as well. Beating out, well, again, Paulinho Alcantara was before that in 1913, but as well as Vicente Martinez, also predating La Liga, and Ansu Fati. Ansu Fati was the prior holder of that record of the youngest debut in the Liga for any Barcelona player. And if Lamini Mall does somehow get a goal in however many games he gets still called up to the first team, because I'm not sure if he's going to be going back down now or then, because Juvenal A just were crowned champions with the win today. So I'm not sure if Lamini Mall even needs to go back to the U19 level. And since he's already here, there's no reason for him to incorporate into Barca Athletic either. So I could see Xavi continuing to call him up, throwing him on a little bit more, and seeing they can make a little more history. Because it almost happened in this game. It was absolutely perfect timing to bring him on against a nine-man Betis team at home in front of 90,000 people who were going to support him, who were in a good mood. And thankfully, the kid didn't disappoint. He almost got a goal, of course, a slip from the Betis defender, and he was in on goal. And Rui Silva comes out to meet him, and Lewandowski wanted the ball squared to him. <laughs> and I bet he kind of said, welcome to the first team, kid. But also, I am Robert Lewandowski. Don't you forget my name. And it was good to see that Lamine Namal and whatever was said in that moment didn't deter him too much because he almost got an assist as well, finding Dembele, who was onside. That ball over the top, and Dembele looking to square to Lewandowski as well. <laughs> Maybe Lewandowski got in Dembele's ear as well. But either way, Lewandowski did get his 19th goal. Lamine Mall got his debut. Barcelona got a 4 0 win at home. And they, most importantly, I didn't even mention it, got three points. They stay 11 points atop of the table with very few games remaining on the schedule, just about a month left of the Liga season. So it'll be an exciting one down the stretch. I hope you'll stay with me here where Barcelona should, and I say should, be lifting the Liga trophy before too long. So again, I hope you're with me on that journey. Until then, as always, Forza Barca. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.